Prophetess Barbara Rose, uh, the founder of Eastgate Ministries and Eastgate School of the Prophets. Uh, so we are so happy to be with you again on this afternoon to share some things with you and to empower you to go through the days that are ahead. And so it is with great pleasure that I'm able to come and sit in this seat on today and enlighten those of you who have an ear to hear. For the Spirit of the Lord is saying it. Let's start by saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And let's start with the Lord's Prayer because you know in that that little part that says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, there's no better place, no more safe place, no more prosperous place, no more place of opportunity, uh, provision, than it is to be in the will of God, Father, so let your kingdom come, that your will be done in my life. Because you know what? When we touch and agree with his will, that leads to success. That leads to manifestation of answer, of, of prayer, 
It's manifestation of prayer that has been answered by the Father. Let your will be done. And we touch and agree on today with God's will, with his will. The scripture for today is is going to come from 1 Chronicles 4 and 9. And that's known as the prayer of Jabez. And I'm going to start at reading verse 9. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, because I bear him with sorrow. 10 says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldst keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. In another version it says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me, bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me, so that evil will not cause me pain. And then it still says that God granted him that which he requested. God heard Jabez, and he granted Jabez's request. He enlarged Jabez's territory. Jabez was the founder of one of the largest school of the prophets during that particular time, well-known, renowned school of the prophets during that time. And so as we present our petitions and our prayer requests to God, and one is in this season, God, let your hand be upon us so that evil will not cause us pain because we know there's much evil in this land. But regardless of what evil is doing, we pray to our Father in the name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, which means Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah who came on our behalf as our great intercessor, who stands in the gap on our behalf, who sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and he's always making intercession on our behalf. Why is he making intercession on our behalf? Because I don't know about you, but it says even though I would do good and, and try to do good, it says what evil is always present. What does that mean? Even then when we're trying to do good, Sometimes we slip up. We don't always get it right. We slip up. But guess what? Because Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, is making intercession for us, then guess what? Then our sins are forgiven. Doesn't mean that you just do it and and just say, oh, Jesus sees me and he's going to ask Father to forgive me. No, 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 no. That means that you have to confess your sins to Father, I've sinned. You know, I, 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 Jesus, please forgive me. You know, cover me in your blood. Wash me in your blood one more time. And we keep doing that because, you know, as humans, yeah, we're going to make mistakes. But when we make mistakes and we err or intentionally or unintentionally, we have a way, and that's to go back and say, uh, uh, I repent. Father, I turn from wickedness. I, it's not my desire to sin. It's not my desire to do wickedness. It's not my desire to do anything that's contrary to your word or contrary to your will for my life. In this instance, Jabez cried out to the Lord God, and he said, Father, Father, as you enlarge my territory, but let your hand be with me. Let your hand be upon me to lead me and guide me through the presence of the Holy Spirit that's functioning in the earth on our behalf right now. Lead me and guide me so that evil will not grieve me, will not cause me pain. But you know, the evil has a way that sometimes always works on our behalf because we know, as the word says, all things will work together for our good, even though it may not feel good. We don't understand it at the time. Let's look at Joseph. We remember the story of Joseph in the Bible. Joseph, in the end, 
saved his entire family from famine and starvation during a period of time. But remember, Joseph was sold, uh, or actually his brothers plotted against him to kill him. But then they turned from killing him, they threw him in a, a pit, and, and then they said, oh, no, say, well, we won't leave him in the pit. Let's pull him up out of the pit. And then they sold him to uh, uh, some people who were going by. They sold him. And then in the process of him being sold, he was elevated, even being a slave during that time, he was elevated to be over that household that he was sold into. And, and the, uh, the man put him in charge of the working in a major position. But then here comes along the man's wife because Joseph was quite handsome, and she wants him to sleep with her. You know the Bible is better than any soap opera, to tell you the truth. If you want to see some things that was going on, it's nothing that's being done in 2022 that has not already been done, and it is not mentioned in the Scripture somewhere. But thank God he's a forgiving God. He gives us the opportunity to get it right and turn it around. But anyway, back to the story of Joseph. Joseph was put in the pit. Then he went to the went to the, to the house and was over the house and and ruling over the house and everything. And along comes his wife, the man's wife, wants to speak with Joseph. Joseph refuses, so she pulls off his garment, and then she goes and accuses him of trying to rape her, which really would have been punishable by death. But but because the hand of God was upon him, they could not touch his life because Joseph had purpose and destiny. He had purpose and destiny. Just like Joseph had purpose and destiny, so do you. You have purpose and destiny. The hardships and the trials and the things that you have encountered and have gone through, it all will serve its purpose. Once you come into the knowledge and understanding of who it is you are and what your assignment is in the earth. Well, back to the story of Joseph again. And so in that, Joseph sent to prison. And while in prison, he meets a cupbearer and he meets uh, the, the person who is the baker. And he prophesies to them, interprets their dreams. Because Joseph was a dreamer. Are you a dreamer? Don't let anyone or anything steal your dreams. Remember, he started his brothers turning against him, threw him in a pit, and then sold him into slavery, told father that he was dead. But now Joseph's in prison, and he's still working, prophesying, and interpreting the dreams of the baker and of the cupman that work for the pharaoh, the king, and he interpreted correctly. So when they get out, one is killed, beheaded, and the other is released and restored to his position. But he, he forgets to do what he promised Joseph he would do, and that was to remind the king of that he was there and to remember him. He did not. But some years later, a few years later, Joseph was released because of his work, because the king had a dream, and he needed to interpret it. And, th and then someone remembered, oh, you have someone in prison, and he's an interpreter of dreams. He came up and correctly interpreted Pharaoh's dream. And as a result, he was elevated eventually to the highest position under the Pharaoh in Egypt. Remember? All things work together for our good. And remember, we're still saying, God, as you enlarge our territory, uh, let your hand be upon us so that evil will not cause us pain. Sometimes evil and the pain that evil brings drives us into our destiny because God uses whatever he would, even, even evil things, things that the enemy, the devil, tries to do to us. Satan and all of his demons try to do to us. 
still drives us to our destiny. And some we need to stop and cut off because that's not in the plan of God. It's not in the will of God. That's why it's necessary for us to stay in tune with what God's will is for our lives. You must stay connected. And if you don't understand, call someone who does. Talk. You're not a one man, a one woman band where you have to do that. You have access to Eastgate School of the Prophets, Apostle Barbara Rose and the other apostles and prophets in the Eastgate. And we say, anytime you have a question or a comment or you just want to talk or you want prayer, give us a call at 443-366-3003. That's 443-366-3003. We're here with a purpose, and that purpose, is to serve you, is to help you through these dire times, through these dire times. But, well, let's go back to the story of Joseph. He's elevated. And then one day, his brothers, go. they're going to the Pharaoh in Egypt because Egypt is prospering at that time. They've stored up because Joseph gave them the, the the ideas and the method and the tactic and, and the strategies to store up so that Egypt would not suffer the consequences of the surrounding land or country. But remember, his family, his father, they're still in poverty and facing famine. So the brothers leave the father to go to solicit help from Pharaoh. In Egypt, but once they get there, guess who's there in position? Their brother. He recognizes them, but they don't recognize him because they never would have thought that their brother would have been in that kind of position. Remember, they sold him into slavery. So the, the highest that they would think about him is he's either dead or he's someone slave somewhere, not in the position under the Pharaoh in all of Egypt. That's the last place they would have thought that they would have found him. But anyway, they did. And then as the story goes on, you can look, look it up and read the story because it's quite interesting. In, in the interim of it, Joseph was put in place, and he was kind to his brothers. Not at first. He wasn't mean, but he told them, he said, don't you recognize me? I'm your brother. They fell on their knees and asked him to forgive them because they had done evil to him. Goes back to the prayer of Jabez. He says, because, you know, his mother bore him in sorrow. It was a sad time either for the mother and then for a child to be born in sorrow. And then to live in sorrow where he cried out to God, God, help me. Oh, God, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, my coast, that your hand would be upon me so that evil will not cause me pain, will not grieve me. God granted Jabez's request. Guess what? God granted those requests because he was able to bring his father, all of his brothers, their wives, their children, and all that they had acquired, they were able to bring it to Egypt, which was a prepared Goshen. Goshen is a prepared place for us, uh, was a prepared place for them where they could go and live during perilous times and survive and not perish. And so the rest of the story really is quite good. Because Joseph saved his family from evil intentions toward his life. He forgave. That's, that's the key part. He forgave. And in his forgiving, he was promoted, elevated. Not only that, he was able to see his father, whom he had not seen in 24 years. He was able to see his father for so years, and he was able to save his family, and he was reunited with his family. 
That's an awesome story. Like I said, you go, you read the Bible and the stories in the Bible. It's a little confusing if you don't necessarily have direction and understanding. That's why you can always call out. Someone will go over with you the times, so we'll understand the times and the customs and the habits of that period of time, so that we can relate it and transfer it and use it, so that we could survive today. We'll be right back. Will you be my light when I cannot see? And when I can't take another step, Lord, would you carry me? And when I've lost my fight, will you be my strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemies? I shall not want. I shall not want. Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley, and I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. Cause my cup's running over, running over, and I shall not want. And I will lift my eyes to where my help comes from. And I won't be afraid of the shadow, cause I've seen the sun. No, I will not stop when the way gets hard. Cause the green only grows in the valley. Shall not walk. No, no, I shall not walk. Hey, oh my soul got a shepherd in the valley, and I shall not walk. 
today for this segment, I want to share with you a prayer for your health and the health of your family and the health of those that are around you, your loved ones or your friends. So if you are interested in having a copy of this prayer, please get in contact with me, Apostle Barbara Rose, uh, and and you can uh, email me, excuse me, at prophetessbarbarose at gmail.com. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T-E-S-S. B-A-R-B-A-R-A-R-O-S-E at gmail.com. And I will send you a copy of this prayer so that you will have it. Along with the prayer, I will also send you a copy of the uh, declarations and decrees that you can speak over your life daily. You don't have to speak all of them every day. Now, but you pick and choose. You look on there and you pick and choose what you need to declare and decree over your life so that it can turn some things around on your behalf so that it can protect you in this dispensation. So the prayer is this, and you can list the names of those around you that you know need this spoken over or prayed over, or spoken over. And I'm praying it on your behalf, on today. It's a prayer for help. You know, COVID has taken the lives of many. Not only has taken their lives, it has caused great sickness and illness of those that had COVID and, and survived. Some have complications, and it's called what long-haul COVID side effects. Long haul. However, many, like myself, are able to recover and get and keep moving, keep it moving. But then COVID was not did not affect me. I was not in bed sick. I did not have to go to the hospital or be on a respirator. Glory be to God, and I thank Him for that. But there are others that are have been and may still continue to go on or be in that situation. But we're going to pray this prayer for help for them, cancer, lung disease, diabetes, heart attacks from the stress. You know stress causes manifestation of all kinds of sicknesses and diseases in our bodies. Stress, worry, not sleeping is another. We must sleep in order for our bodies to heal, so that our bodies heal while we are at a state of rest. If you're never resting and always on the move, then that means your body doesn't get the chance to regenerate. Guess what? When things don't have the opportunity to regenerate, guess what? They die. Then comes sickness and disease, and then in the long run, we know we don't want the alternative. We don't want the side effects of that or the consequences of that. Indeed, we do not. So this is a prayer for hell. Father God, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, be the presence of your Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKadah. I confess your word concerning healing. By his stripes, the stripes that were laid on the back of Yeshua HaMashiach. We are healed. I believe your word. I believe that your word will not return to you void, but will accomplish what it says it will. Therefore, with great boldness and confidence, I declare and I decree that they are redeemed from the curse of sickness and that they will refuse to tolerate its symptoms because by his stripes they are healed. Father God, we reference and worship you 
We have the assurance of your word. They have the assurance of your word. Father God, they will reference and they will worship you, God, that the angel of the Lord will encamp round about them and deliver them from every evil work. Father God, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, through the presence of the Holy Spirit, I declare that they are whole. Father God, I declare that they will put on your whole armor, your whole armor, and that they are healed in the name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. This is my prayer. If you believe it and receive it, say amen, and then say, I touch and agree with Apostle Rose. The next segment is, I'm sharing with you, is the assignment of Eastgate for this season. For the next couple of months, I will be uh, uh, teaching and offering sessions. And there there are going to be so far five sessions. And that is my uh, desire that you will be able to participate in the session. So if you are interested in it, Call me at 443-366-3003, and at that time, I will get the information, the hard copies of the information to you. If you don't want the hard copies sent to you, you can email me, and then I will email you the material. So you email me at prophetessbarbararose at gmail.com. You will have the hard copies in your hand to read and follow along as I go through these sessions. These sessions will be designed to give you weapons to survive and to fight with in this age. There's much to contend with. There's much going on. And so these are the five sessions so far. One. Developing a warfare language. There's a way that we must pray, words that we must use in order to have an effective prayer, an effective word that we speak to Father, and then there are words that we need to speak to the devil or to demons. And so we need to know the difference between the two. We don't pray to the devil and we don't pray to demons. We speak to them under the authorization of God. Uh-huh. Not run out there ourselves in our strength, but we run out there with the words that God has given us, with the backing and the strength of God, the Father Almighty, in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so that session, I will be sharing with you a, a statement and sentences and phrases to use while you are doing a warfare or while you are praying. Session two, knowing your spiritual gifts. Who are you? Uh, most of the time your spiritual gift really uh, uh, is what you're doing some, oftentimes or interested in for your occupation or your career or things that you want to do or you desire to do. Most of the time, your spiritual gift is connected to that. And you're doing that particular thing because that's your spiritual gift. Well, how do you use it in the kingdom? Who are you in the kingdom? That's what you will learn in knowing your spiritual gift. And then uh, session three, understanding your spiritual gift and the path to getting into position. Once you understand and it's discovered and you rediscover who you are spiritually, then you'll contact me and we'll talk about what the characteristics are of whoever it is you are, a prophet, evangelist, teacher. Are you a servant, a server? Are you a giver? Do you have the spiritual gift of, of mercy, a hospitality? Well, we'll learn the spiritual gifts and the ascension gifts, the gifts of the, uh, gifts of the uh, uh, spirit and the ascension gifts. 
we'll talk about those and who it is you are and where you fit into the scheme of things. The next session is recognizing and recognizing the mountains of influence. The mountains of influence are, in this day, medicine, medical, education, entertainment, business, religion, and we could add a few more to that. The art, the media, those are mountains of influence. And whoever occupies or whoever is over those mountains of influence dictate how it goes for the rest of society. It's necessary for us to move into the areas and into the mountains of influence and occupy them so we can facilitate positive change on behalf of the lives of the people, on behalf of our our, our very own lives. But you have to be in position to make decisions, to facilitate change. So that session is recognizing and then occupying the mountains of influence. Session five, understanding your adversary. There are many facets, many uh, groups, many religions. Many cults, many different beliefs that are at work in the earth and in this United States of America. We have many, we have black magic, we have wicked, we have witches, we have warlocks, you have spiritualists, you have horoscope readers, you have psychics. You have priests, priestesses. You have those that are Satan worshipers. That's why I don't want to just say we're Satan worshipers. And so they're our adversaries. They are alive and well. They are praying, declaring and decreeing all kinds of evil things in the earth. We see the chaos. We see the murder. We see sickness. We see the dysfunction. We see parents killing their children, killing their babies, husbands killing wives, mothers killing their children. We see homelessness. All those things that we see churches dividing and crumbling. We see leadership doing all kinds of things. We must know who our adversaries are and what it is they are doing in this season and why they're doing it. There's a demonic calendar, and that demonic calendar lays out some of the basic demonic holidays and festivals. And if we go back and look, we will see during those specific holidays that there's been chaotic activity in the earth, in the land. We need to know who our adversary is. We need to know who they are. And we need to stand up and fight for the kingdom. But you don't know. If you don't know that it's there, then it continues to get stronger and do what it does and what it has done. So contact me, again, that's Prophetess Barbara Rose, at gmail.com, all small letters, gmail.com, or call me at 443-366-3003, and I will get the information to you uh, when the sessions will will occur. Uh, It will probably be on conference call and through Zoom. So you'll be able to, to call in or Zoom in um, if you're not comfortable with Zoom, because I know a lot of people like to relax and chill and whatever, so they don't have to even be seen. But, you know, on Zoom, we know on Zoom you can come in and join. Don't have to be seen at all. Or you don't have to be heard, but you can listen to the lesson. So if you're interested, 
contact me and I will send you the information on how to get on Zoom, what classes are going to be held, when it's going to be held, and you will have hard copies of that information. Finally on today, I want to share with you uh, this thought. This is from Matthew 14 and 24. During the intercessory prayer conference with Bishop William Murphy, the last night's host was Prophet Tide Hall, a, a, a great man of God, a, a one of uh, God's seers, and he just works on behalf and speaks on behalf of God to the men and women, whether you are God or not. Prophet Tide Hall is going to speak what God said to you, concerning you, about you. But he shared this. And I'm going to share this with you. It's Matthew 14 and 24. And it says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And if you know the story, is that Jesus sent the disciples on a, on a boat, on a ship, and told them to go to the other side. When they got in the middle of the sea, Got in the middle of the sea, there arose a great storm. And so they sort of became afraid because it was a great storm. But the word says, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. But the wind was contrary to the ship. And when he read that and he uh, uh, gave us revelation, as to a new way, uh, not a new way, but another way, another mystery that was uncovered in that scripture. It says, but the boat, the ship, was battered upon. Not the disciples on the inside, but the ship. So the attack was on the ship. And he basically said, transfer that ship to you being the ship. Have you had all kinds of things buffeting you and then you are the caregiver or you take care of or you're concerned or you provide this and you provide that for many and have done so for many years or you do so now? So you're a ship. And so the wind comes to buffet the ship because if it destroys the ship, it has the ability to destroy that cargo on the inside of that ship. That's all the people that you've looked out for or you've been responsible for or you've made a way for or you've provided for or you have been a sustainer for. You are a ship. And the ship is what gets battered and tossed in the storm. Guess what? If you're a ship, you've been built for the assignment. Until now, he said, what is going on? Why is it this way for me? That's because of everybody else around you. You're the ship. You're the protector. You're the protector. You are the vessel that others can gather into, and you get them to the other side safely. They might be ruffled up, and they may have seasickness and whatever, the men thrown up on the inside of the ship. But guess what? The ship got them safely to the other side. Could you be a ship? If so, you need special coverage and prayer so that you will be strengthened for the journey. All right? And that the hand of God is Jabez prayed that the hand of God will be upon you, ship, as you take them, continue to take them to the other side. You can find the prayer of Jabez in First Chronicles chapter 4, starting at verse 9. You pray that over yourself, because could it be that you are a ship? You need bombs. And repair and restoration for the next leg of this journey. And guess what? God will do just that. 
ask him in the name of his son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, through the presence of the Holy Spirit, he would do just that for you. Well, until next week, I'm going to close and speak over you the priestly blessing. And then I'll be listening for your call, and I'll be looking for a text message. I will be looking for email from you. May the Lord God bless you and keep you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, through the presence of his Holy Spirit. May the Lord God make his face shine on you and be gracious to you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, through the presence of his Holy Spirit. May the Lord God turn his face toward you and give you peace. Until next week, blessing and peace.